You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Wednesday, June 23rd, and you know what that means. We've got our guys, D9 Pietro and Josh Axelrod, back in the office. It's the agency. Now, we're going to talk about Steelers running backs ranking the Steelers' top five running backs of all time because Le'Veon Bell, with his whole tweet thing the other day, we were just kind of like, you know what? Where does he rank in the top five? Dean I. Pietro, of course, from long ways back. He's been much older than myself or Josh. He's going to give his perspective. Josh gives his, and then I'll give the truth perspective of a Steelers analyst and where they should rank all time. All It's going to be a fun show. We're going to have all sorts of debate right here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast, which you can download anywhere, but especially on Apple's podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey. And remember to rate us five stars and positive comment because you get a shout out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. Not a lot of Steelers news is popping up these days. It's a pretty chill time of the year. It's June, and it's mid to late June. So, like, we're sitting here trying to trying to think of content ideas. Now, last, last year, yesterday, I, with Tony Serena, we talked about Le'Veon Bell and, you know, his tweet and everything. And it's not even really Steelers news at this point because he's so far removed from the Steelers. But still, with the accomplishments he's had in Pittsburgh, we decided to talk about it. But it got me thinking, where – does he fall in the Steelers all-time running back rankings? And then I was like, well, what, what is the Steelers all-time running back rankings? We're going to break this down person by person here on Wednesday because we got the agency here. Y'all know the agency. It's myself, Dean I and Pietro, Josh Axelrod, or in other words, Carter I and Pietro Axelrod, the CIA, which is why we are called the agency. Fellas, how, first of all, how y'all doing? Welcome back to the show. And yeah, it's just it's nice to have some nice weather outside in Pittsburgh. It's crisp. I love it. Tuesday almost feels like fall, which feels yeah. like football. Right. It's a beautiful after, thing. After days of thunderstorms taking taking out every tree in the area, it's finally <laughs> cooled down. That too, like, and because whenever they hit Shady Side and Squirrel Hill, they just trees just be falling down. But the thing is, is that they never run out of trees, though. They just they, Pittsburgh just got trees everywhere. Like, you know, I, I'm right with you on that, Josh. But it's it's a it's a nice crisp day on Tuesday. But I I wanted to get some thoughts from you guys on this. So mm-hmm. here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna go through a top five of all time Steelers running backs. Where the, where where you see them how they fit over the years and what you think that they, uh, why, why you rank that player in that specific position? Because to me, it's a very, I mean, it's the Steelers have a strong history at the running back position. But before we get into that, I just want to talk about the Steelers running backs history. You know, this is a team that's always prided itself on running the ball. But there's a select few guys who have been part of the years when they were like that. And, and really, we're talking Franco Harris and Jerome Bettis as being the guys who defined the three yards in a cloud of dust, the, the old school football that Steelers fans think of. But this, this organization has some, had some pretty talented backs in their years. I've, I am struggling for number one. I really am. And between Franco and, and Jerome and Kalen Balazs, I'm struggling. 
which one of those three would Elijah be number Farad. one? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's so hard for the boomer. <laughs> I saw Franco play. So, you know, I've seen, I've seen him play. I've seen Jerome, of course, play. I'd say number one's Jerome. Mm-hmm. And the only, the slightest edge that I would give to him is that, and for lack of a better way of saying it, he wasn't afraid of contact. This is true. Franco ran out of bounds a lot. All right. And it was a big running joke. And I remember my parents and my uncle, they like, oh, Franco don't want to get hurt. He's running out of bounds. So uh, Franco did a lot. He's number two. I want to put Jerome number one. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Now, Josh, I want to get your rankings in the next segment. We're going to spread these out. I'm going to give my rankings in the third segment. But so I got to go three, four, five now. Yeah, yeah, right now, right now. No, no, uh, no okay. time to think. Uh, no, right. we'll give you some time to, to stew over it real quick. <laughs> Josh, you and I grew up in the same era of Pittsburgh where Jerome Bettis was like Mr. Steeler for quite some time. And it, it was interesting to see him be so beloved in this city. Like, like, like his, his trucking of Brian Urlacher is in so many people, parent, grandparents and parents' homes from that from him running him over in the snow in the middle of the Super Bowl 40 run that you'd think like, man, like that's like one of the most iconic Pittsburgh moments of all time. And, and it is, but it's also like in the grand scheme of all the amazing things that have happened in Pittsburgh moments, it really shouldn't rank up against a lot of the things the Steelers of the 70s did and even other things that happened that season. But Jerome just seems to hold a special place in a lot of Pittsburghers hearts. Yeah. And I mean, that moment's also aged particularly well because it turned out Brian Urlacher sucks. So (laughs) watching that man get trucked is just, is just poetry in motion every time. Um, No, Bettis. Yeah. Bettis is the man. Like he's one of those Steelers that it's really hard to say anything bad about because a, he got a ring, which hard to argue with. It was a major factor in getting that ring. And also him riding off into the sunset after doing that is in his hometown at Detroit is still one of the coolest things ever. Um, also, his restaurant is really good. And I, it's right across from the Post-Gazette office. And I highly recommend it if you guys are ever <laughs> on the North Shore. No uh, bias is there at all. Absolutely none. Um, also, I interviewed Jerome Bettis once and he was super nice and mm. just was very candid about everything I asked him about. So he's, again, not, not biased at all here. Um, but yeah, no, Bettis was Mr. Running Back for definitely a generation of Steelers. Although Willie Parker, I think, gives him a solid run for his money in that. It's, I, I, I see Dean squinting his eyes at me already. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just talking about in terms of being beloved. I'm not talking about being, be- oh, being best. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, I think, I mean, I, I, Willie Parker is one of my five best running backs of all time for the Steelers. I don't think that's a hot take. <laughs> No, no, no. Top five, sure, but Jerome was larger than life. Oh, tr- yeah. tr- trust me, the top two are, are between Franco and Jerome. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, for it, it was around the same time that Willie and Jerome were doing their thing, and for a certain generation of Steelers fans, they probably feel pretty similarly. They probably love Jerome the most, but I think Willie is right up there, is all I'm saying, in terms of, like, if you were a Steelers fan from 2004 to 2010, and you, that's when you were getting into the team, those were your, your guys and will be your guys for life. I also recently interviewed Willie Parker and he was awesome. So my biases are 
completely showing and I don't even care. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's pretty simple. Now, Dean, we have bought you more than enough time. All right, all right, all right. You're on the spot. You're welcome for camping. So your one is Bettis. Your two two is is Franco. Franco. Give me your three, four, five Steelers all-time running backs. Number three, Barry Foster. Woo! Number four, Willie Parker. Okay. Number five, I never saw him play, but you got to put him on the list because he's in the Hall of Fame, John Henry Johnson. Very fair. Very fair. That was who my grandpa always talked about. John Henry Johnson. John Henry Johnson. I always said. I am willing to admit, I do not know who that is. So that's fair. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, that's 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 totally fair. Um, you know, again, I grew up a football nerd, but uh, that's that's basically you know he he was the the face of the team when it sucked at one point. Like he was a big name running back. Now, granted, I believe his best years ever actually weren't even with the Steelers. Like he, he left the Steelers and came back, you know, and uh, it, it was very much a pirates type of thing where like, he only played for the Steelers for like six years. Um, but in those six years, he had like over 4,000 yards rushing. And to this day has the fifth most rushing yards in, in team history. So that's, that's mine. That, that's certainly a thing. Um, no so, Lev Bell. No Lev Bell. For Dean I and Pietro here on the list of all Steelers all-time running, and he three. could have been yep. number one when all yep. was said and done. He could have been. We're I'm, we're not done talking about this. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue this discussion and get Josh's top five Steelers running backs all time. But first, we're going to talk to our friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. The only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word, and that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL's done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with Dean Pietro of Channel 11 WPXI and Josh Axwright of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. So continuing our discussion here of all-time Steelers running backs, Dean left off Le'Veon Bell. Now, Josh, you also, like, like that's the other thing, like, like Dean, Dean comes from a perspective, like, he saw the 70 Steelers. So, like, he, he got to understand what that era was, what it was like to be around for that era. I mean, he also got to understand what World War II was like and oh, the Civil War ow, ow, and ow, the War ow, of 1812. Ow. And, like, but it, it, he was just, like, a kid <laughs> when Jesus was being born. So, like, no. I give him – I give the him Magna some, Carta some, being signed. <laughs> the Magna Carta. That was overrated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will fully admit that Dean's got more perspective on, on a list like this than me, and I will see the lot of the – older backs to him um so i can only make a list based on my 
on my millennial perspectives. I just want to make that clear to begin. But even even with that list, I'm putting Franco at number one. I mean, I he's the number. I'm looking at Pro Football Reference right now. He's the number one in rushing yards. He he has the immaculate reception. I don't think anything more needs to be said. Still about that. Still has the number one in rushing yards. That's the crazy part. By a lot. It's not even really close, honestly. But I think he's got some, he's got more than a thousand on Bettis. He's got uh, fourteen hundred on Bettis. Yeah. Well, a little under fourteen hundred. By the way, this list is really funny because Terry Bradshaw is in the top 20 and Ben Roethlisberger is in the top 30 of all-time Steelers rushing yards, which <laughs> that's just, oh, that's a can wow. of worms in and of itself about the Steelers running backs over the years. But, okay, so I, I got I got Franco at one, Bettis at two. We've, we've talked about the virtues of Bettis enough. Oh, boy. Um, you know what? I'm going to curveball number three. I'm going to go for Rocky Blyer. Whoa! Whoa! The man, the man is the best story of all of the of all of them. That's for sure. Hmm. Another, another guy I've interviewed. Um, he uh, he definitely has the best voice. Like, if you ever hear Rocky Blyer just talk, uh, he's Chris, an actor. Yes, he's a legitimate uh, actor. He like does yeah. acting work around. <laughs> that was really good, actually. That was a very good Rocky Blyer. Thank you very much. Guys. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. but Rocky was the one with Franco, and I mean during the heyday of the Steelers, like. I the Steelers probably win Super Bowls without Rocky, but Rocky really put them over the edge in being like a super team offensively at the time. So I I'm gonna put Rocky at number three. At number four, I'll put Willie because Willie has my heart. Because uh, the 2000 because again longest run in Super Bowl history, yes. I believe still uh, T- tied with Marcus Allen. Yes. 2005 was frankly when I became a bandwagon Steelers fan when I really started following the team but you were from pittsburgh how are you bandwagon i was a kid oh i always say bandwagon is because like it's when i really started following them closely after they I won that super kid. bowl oh. so willie parker was a major re- reason <laughs> you believe this guy d i guy i just can't <laughs> i full i will fully own it it's fine but but willie willie has my, willie willie is probably my favorite steelers running back of all time not not the best but i think he's my favorite so i'm putting him at number four okay and you know what you know just for the sake of content let's put bell at five okay let's do it mm-hmm. i think i think bell has to be in the discussion and and again for someone like dean who like is saw who was there you know during the french and indian war and like saw all of all of all of the running backs who came through during that time as Pittsburgh was still being settled as a, as a city. Le'Veon Bell was no Red Grange. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, I, think, I think Bell has to be in the conversation purely for his talent level. Obviously his production at the, with the Steelers, he didn't have enough time here to really be up with those guys but just in terms of like man that that raw running back ability i think if this, if this was just a raw ability list i don't think we could argue that bell, bell oh, has right. to be top yeah. five but like man i, I mean he, he's obviously a lot of wasted potential at this point i don't even know if he has anything left in the tank which is ridiculous given that he was he doesn't really the best he's running done. Back in the league three years ago he's done i I'd love to see him somewhere. I'd love to see him in the NFC somewhere, just away from the Steelers and see what he could actually still do. But no, just based on the, just based on what he was as a Steeler, I, and in terms of raw talent, I I think he's I I think it's there's an argument for him to be top five at least. 
that's a it's it's interesting whenever I when you know ranking Le'Veon Bell, and that's what I did. That's why I wanted to do this segment because when you go through this and you think of Steelers, Steelers, Steelers running the ball is just like just synonymous with each other, and you think like, oh man, they're the Pittsburgh. But when you think about it, who are the great Steelers backs? And you you first think Jerome Bettis and Franco Harris. But then you start thinking of guys like Willie Parker, like, well, you know, he was he, he sparked up for a few years. Um, you know, he really he, uh, he, he came there. Le'Veon Bell kind of was that for about four or five years. Um, but, you know, it, there's it's it's not it's not like something it's not like the team has had, you know, five amazing running backs, you know, in, in, its, in its history. It's had, you know, two uh, uh, you know Hall of Fame guys and then a bunch of guys who were like really good for a time but then weren't able to maintain for a bit. Um, so that's, that, that's, that's part of, that's part of the why I thought this would be an interesting topic to go through and get where you guys are, because uh, again, this is why I pair these two because Josh <laughs> can sit here with me and crack jokes about how old Dean is. And Dean is, <laughs> is, is sitting here screaming boomer alert into the mic. <laughs> but this is one of those times where Dean legitimately like has the upper hand because he just, his knowledge base is just so much deeper than mine about these like guys. every time I legitimately have the upper Whoa. hand. This was the first time Dean is at the upper hand, and I give and I will every give him his props time. for that. Every one, time. one time out of like 25 every podcast time. appearances, like every the blind squirrel time. gets the nut on occasion. It's all good. Every time. Dean is like going full blind squirrel right now, and I respect it. It so. works 60% of the time, every time. <laughs> That this was a good, good effort. This is why you don't <laughs> give him anything, Josh. This is why you give up no ground. And now, because now he, you gave him a cookie, he wants a glass of milk. This is what he's just going to keep pushing the line. And he's like, yeah, I do. Like, he, like, Dean, when I said that, he, like, nodded his head. Like, he's right. Yes, I would love a glass of milk with my cookies. See? No where cookies. is it? No more where cookies. Is, where is it? <laughs> no more cookies. Um, we got to take another break. We come back. You'll get my top five Steelers running backs all time where they rank. First, we're going to talk to you about our friends at rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all... Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy, and also... Don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15. 
L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, and Chris Carter here at D9 Pietro and Josh Axelrod continuing our discussion here at the top five all-time Steelers running backs. So, guys, breaking it down. You're both wrong. Your, your list's way off. Insane. Like, Josh, your start is right. Yours, your, your, yours ended wrong. Dean, yours started wrong, kept ending wrong. So, I'm going to just let okay, y'all mine know. Mine was more right than Dean's. That's why. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, Josh's was more right. This is why you shouldn't say that Dean has the upper hand in anything. He always messes stuff up. He had Rocky Blair on the list. He's wrong. This is why I said he ended wrong. But you are also wrong, my friend. I must say. Carry on. <laughs> Carter's top five list. First of all, you both messed up. You got to start at the bottom, work your way to the top. Because that's the drama. You got you, you to gotta get the drama in. Now, top five. Steelers running backs. All time. The proper order, as it should be, is indeed starting with John Henry Johnson at the bottom. The guy did. The, the guy. The guy did have. Did have a stellar. That's career. what I said. <laughs> but you messed up because you did something wrong. That you I could be good conscious. Put someone I'd never heard of on my in my top five. Now, here's the thing. I, I've been. I've been told all about John Henry Johnson and all the things. All the things that he was able to do. Mm. And I've. I like. I, again, I'm a football nerd. I grew up. I grew up on this stuff. You know, my my father has an. Uh, a McFarland figurine of John Henry Johnson in in his in his man cave that I have he's he's lectured to me about trust me so I've I know enough about John Henry Johnson to say he deserves to be in that top five for his standing in the history of the Steelers okay the, the difference between you and me is my dad was a big pirates guy and he had all the and he he had like the pirates figurines in, in his uh, man cave that uh, Jason so, Bay uh try like Chuck Ellis um oh, I'm just dope. saying I, I'm just saying. So, like, I know I know the differences between between the old and the new pirates more than the old and the new Steelers because of him. That, that's all I'm trying to say. Very fair, very fair. Now, here's where you messed up, Dean, because your number four should be Willie Parker. <laughs> it because, was Willie Parker. Oh, uh, it was. Oh, well, I wasn't paying attention because you were just wrong in the first place. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more fun to just pretend you're wrong anyway. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> but point being. Willie Parker, remember, he came in undrafted, made his way onto the team, and learned under Jerome Bettis, developed his vision behind Jerome Bettis, and that was what got better. And the thing was, in 2005, it was still a mix of Willie and Jerome working there. 2006 is when Willie really took over, and then 2007 as well. And he had some phenomenal years, but truly the Steelers – when they won the two Super Bowls that they won with Willie Parker on the roster, the first Super Bowl was when he was when he was younger and still developing, and he did have the longest run in Super Bowl history with the touchdown run that went for seventy five yards against the Seahawks. But even he knew he was still developing. And then in two thousand eight, when they did when they won the Super Bowl again, he was on the back end of his career. He was he was sort of on the sort of on the decline. I mean, his last year was the year after that in two thousand nine, um, or well, two thousand last year with the team. He went to Washington and stunk there. Um, as most people do when they go to Washington, um, but mm-hmm. uh, but you know for 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 those for that span, he did a really good job. He was the I mean he was the fastest of the great Steelers running backs, and I wouldn't say great with him. I'd say very good. Uh, but he deserves that credit. But the reason that he's number four is because Le'Veon Bell has to be number three, and this is where you messed up, Dean, was not including him ah. on your list. 
Barry now, Foster was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Foster was awesome, but he also he also flamed out. He also played in the same exact amount of games as Le'Veon Bell, and yet he had fourteen hundred less yards and eleven more fumbles. And this isn't even taking into account how many more receiving yards Le'Veon Bell had compared to him for the Steelers. That just to me shows where Le'Veon Bell was for this for, for, for the team when he was when he was on the roster. He caught the ball, he ran the ball, he blocked really well. He really was all three phases of the game for the for the running back position and performing those at an elite level. Did he fall off as soon as he left Pittsburgh? Yup. But when he was with Pittsburgh, he averaged the most yards from scrimmage per game in NFL history that can't be ignored. Also, his 86.1 rushing yards per game to this day is the highest average of any Steeler running back in franchise history. To me, that cannot be ignored. So if you want to, like, you know, use numbers and facts, then sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Now, and here's here's to me where you also messed up, Dean. This is why I said Josh started out right. My number two is Jerome Bettis with my number one being Franco Harris. And the reason I rank them as such is because Franco was a, such a huge part of those four Super Bowl runs. And to the point that Joe Green says, we didn't win until Franco got there and then we, we didn't win as soon as Franco left. And to me, Franco Harris... You know, even when he got older in the late 70s, you know, in Super Bowl 13, when when the Cowboys were talking smack and they sacked Terry Bradshaw and he said, give me the ball. And he ran for a long touchdown in Super Bowl 13, which to me is still one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time. That those are the things he was still doing in his old age. Jerome Bettis had some cool moments in the in his last year, but when he got to the tail end of that year, you saw how beat up he was. He did well in those one yard rushing plays. Like he got three touchdowns in his final regular season game ever, but he wasn't a factor in many of those playoff games. In fact, he almost lost them the Colts game uh, with, with his fumble at the goal line. And that's not to knock his, not to say that he wasn't great, but that's the thing is that Franco, when he was in his old age, he was still knucking for the Steelers. He was still, he was still balling and still being a, a, a major factor for them to, to win those Super Bowls. Um, and he also had the Immaculate Reception, which is just the most iconic play in football history. All those reasons are why so, I put him above Jerome Bettis. So to be clear then, what Chris did was he just took the five leading rushers in Steelers history and he put them in order with the exception of he flipped Bell and Parker. Yes, that's exactly why I did. Because I just want to make sure we're all aware like, that Chris like went chalk like as much as a person can possibly go chalk. Hey, hey, hey. Chalk works, you know. They still use it on blackboards. I don't know why you guys didn't use it yourself. You're, Sometimes uh, chalk your is right, but also, again, this is a podcast. We're supposed to be creating fun content. I created chalk fun content not- by calling you both wrong and reminding people that Dean was born, but when Jesus Christ was getting uh, sold up by Judas. So, true. That is fun content. I like that one. <laughs> Dean is not having technical issues. Dean is not happy. He's on mute. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's trying to unmute himself and he can't because he was born. Oh, he's he was born in prehistoric right times. <laughs> I don't like either one. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> he just boomer and sour. I can't even tell you. <laughs> he said, "Dear, like he's trying to remember." Listen, Fred Flintstone was not a bad guy. A lot of people give him a, a bad. <laughs> I'm saying I did not participate in the Judas incident. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> We can neither confirm nor deny we that. We have to do some external reporting. Don't lie, man. I don't know about that. I mean, they don't have they don't have Dean as one of the twelve uh, one, of, one of the twelve guys. So you might you might very well be telling the truth. You might be lying. You might have just wrote yourself out of history. We don't know because that's how long you've been around here. But that's that's where the content fun comes from. But to me, oh yeah, yes, I I went chalk in picking John Henry Johnson uh, fifth and then flipping Willie Parker to uh, to four and Bell to three. But you just can't deny Bettis is iconic impact on the city he did and he to me he was the guy that revived the Steelers power ground game to so, so that when I was a kid I could you know that was what I grew up knowing in Pittsburgh was Steeler football and then for him to go out the way he did winning a Super Bowl in his hometown just the picture perfect story and how the team was so behind him with Joey Porter making all the, the entire team wear Jerome Bettis Notre Dame jerseys on the flight to Detroit uh, for that Super Bowl run, that guy has too much value in this city to to ignore. But at the same time, Franco Harris can't be ignored as well. The one thing I will say though, that Bettis definitely has on Harris. Harris has 90 fumbles. Bettis has 28. He was extremely good at protecting the football. That is that can't that cannot be ignored. Um, and he he certainly was valuable for that. But that's another thing that Le'Veon Bell brought to the table. He had eight fumbles in five years. When you compare that to other guys, like John Henry Johnson still had 26 in six years. Like that, that's a, that is a ridiculous pace that he was on. And another reason why I said that if he was still on the 2018 Steelers, they'd make the playoffs that year because they don't have the fumbles that they had with James Conner and Steven Ridley in crucial moments that season um, on top of having just a guy in the system that knows what they were doing. But either way, I'm right. These guys are wrong. I mean, again, if you just like took a piece of mm. chalk and wrote it on a, on a chalkboard, that would be Chris's list. Take that as you will. But it'd be right. Chris just like <laughs> Chris just did the weirdest pose I've ever seen. <laughs> Great for an audio medium. We gotta we we gotta call it here. Thanks so much, guys, for jumping on the Locked On Steelers podcast as we do every Wednesday. Uh, Josh, please let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, um, I'm in the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. You can find me on Twitter at Jaxelberg with an H, and you can see my work at PostGazette.com. And yeah, if you're if you're into summer movies, this is the time to be checking my work out. There it is. There's the culture right there. He's bringing it to you with all the movie theaters being back open. That's pretty dope. Dean, please let but please know where they can find your work and get more of you. On Twitter, I am Dean16 and in Facebook at the Steelers Locked On Group. Let me know that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him know. Tell him how wrong he is and ask him about famous parts in history. Let's do it. Let's make that a thread in the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. Ask Dean what things he's seen and what his perspective was on things that happened long ago in his U S history or it was world history. Like, you know, ask him about Julius Caesar and what, what, you know, you know, was he really stabbed in the back or was that just over dramatized? I don't so know. How, so how did Cleopatra die again? Remind me. Exactly. I hate all of you. <laughs> 
things that we can get on Dean for. But thanks again <laughs> to both of you for hopping on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Remember, if, if you're enjoying this show, to subscribe to us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the app Odyssey. Now, that's spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey. Do, do subscribe there. And if you're really enjoying the show, leave us a five-star review with a positive comment when you do both at the same time. You really help us out, and you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Thanks so much for people who have done that. We'll be back tomorrow with more on your Pittsburgh Steelers. Thank you.